Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. It's not often we talk about cricket on the show, but Peacock, you said uh, this story is just too good. Yeah, I mean, we got to really pour one out for Liam Livingstone because he had one of the uh, worst nights you could possibly think of. So he is a cricketer, and he got hit in the pills not once, not twice, but three times in the same night. (laughs) And he happened to be mic'd up during the game, so they caught it. On uh, we've got on the video. we've got the audio. The, the first one wasn't captured. The first time it happened, but the second time, and the, especially the third time when he got hit, it was captured, and it is fantastic and horrible at the same time. Okay, so he's already been hit in the junk once by the ball. Yes, and this is the second occurrence in the same match. Let's hear it. Come on, no! <laughs> <laughs> An auto. I'll play one more time here. Right away. <laughs> Not again. It's funny because when you get when you get hit there, the the pain doesn't arrive in the first five seconds. So when it hit him, he just knew it was coming. Like, oh no, here we go, and then it hits you. Let's hear the the commentators. Do we have anything to comment? Come on, no. <laughs> laughing at him. That unfortunately is the third time this evening. Oh, that's, oh, that's the third time. Okay, so then it's it was ordered as that was the second one. This must have been the second one. Then this is the another time he got hit that day. Slip and play. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was the second time. <laughs> Listen to them laughing at the poor guy. <laughs> Listen to us laughing at the play. poor guy. Oh! <laughs> 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 we can we laugh because we're not there. We don't know these guys. They have to face yeah. these guys later. Keep it together, commentators. <laughs> Slip and play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. You see someone get hit in the junk. It's just funny for some reason. It just happened. I was playing indoor soccer over the Christmas break, and I was playing goalie, and I got smoked and had to, the game got stopped for about five minutes. It's a terrible feeling, but everybody laughed at me. These are my best friends we're playing with. It's a funny thing. Back when I was, uh, I used to go to camp, summer camp. Uh-oh. We were playing this uh, one game, like Toffee or whatever it is, where, you, where everyone gets together, you got to pull people apart, you get two teams. One of my buddies was pulling a guy, but then he slipped and fell, and his elbow went straight down, right into another guy's junk. Mm-hmm. He did not get up for ten minutes. Like we stopped. Like he was like he was the guy was down. It hurts for it's, ten minutes. It's next. And level. did everyone laugh? Oh, we all laughed. It, was, <laughs> like, it, it is one of my. It's, I didn't like going to camp. It is my favorite camp story. Yeah. I guess if there was a war going on and like a guy accidentally got a grenade to the junk and it didn't blow up, all everybody would drop their guns and start laughing. Both both sides. <laughs> there is some positive news though. This this uh, cricket player who got. Hit in the uh, privates three times in the same match. He got awarded at the end of the game. Yeah, that awarded the 26-year-old the man of the match. I just want to read this paragraph to show how much I don't understand cricket here. The full paragraph is, Livingston was on the score of 26 at the time of the second blow. He eventually regathered his thoughts and his unmentionables to hit 59 and help deliver the win for his side. That awarded the 26-year-old the man of the match award with his six to the roof winning official moment of the match. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) And we have his 
acceptance speech. Thank you so much. It's not happy. It wasn't in the match. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what's icier, the uh, forecast for the weekend or the relationship between Meghan Markle and uh, the Queen of England. Oh, lordy. <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced yesterday they're going to step back as senior members of the royal family. They're not quitting. They're not quitting the fam. But they are going to uh, renounce their titles, so they'll no longer be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They would like to carve out a progressive new role within the institution. And that means they're going to become financially independent, so they're going to make their own money. So are they going to give up? The royal money that Prince Harry already clearly has? Give it back? Anything? Yeah. He's, he's been collecting his allowance for a while now. So from now on, he's going to take her. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know Not the details. But whatever. It's interesting. I don't know the details. Mm. Meghan Markle must have made a ton of money on suits. Mm-hmm. Like you're on a successful TV show for, that thing went for eight, nine seasons. You made a, a bunch of money there. She's... Yeah. They're... They can make cash doing anything. Honestly, they could sell their baby photos and make $5 million. Yeah. Harry has a series on mental health in the works for Apple TV+, Plus, so that, uh, mm. that's one way he's going to be making money. Uh, they want to be free to interact with the media any way they, say fi- they see fit. Uh, there's rules if you're in the royal family on who you have to talk to, when you talk to them, why you talk to them. They want to be able to control that. And they've just been abused by the, the media in England. Like they, Meghan, Meghan Markle, Markle has yeah. not been treated very kindly, and it, even beyond that, Prince's die, his mom, Prince Harry's mom, uh, also treated like garbage. Um, yeah, they like you, you think this would be a long time coming? Meghan said, "Quote: The biggest thing I know is that I never thought this would be easy, but I did think it would be fair, and that's the part of it that's really hard to reconcile." They say no matter what happens, they still plan to honor our duty to the Queen, the Commonwealth, and our patronages. Uh, they also have hinted that they may settle down in Canada. Whoa! Can you imagine if Harry and Meghan moved in next door to you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I would be very surprised. Have them over for game night? Yeah, <laughs> and pretend like you don't know who they are. They say their name are Steve and Erica. <laughs> <laughs> they got British accent. Well, one has a British accent. Okay. Hello, my name's Steve. <laughs> my name's Mary. <laughs> yeah, they could be moving over here. Tim Hortons mm. yesterday tweeted out, no pressure, Harry and Meghan, but if you do move to Canada, free coffee for life. Okay, this is like the Kawine and Dine yeah. <laughs> type of mentality. As if they need it, right? Yeah. And by the way, the Brits love tea. Yeah. Come on. Free tea for life. <laughs> So, Leonardo DiCaprio, he and his girlfriend are on a boat near St. Bart's, December 30th. You know, a nice little life he's got for himself there. Indeed. I'm sure she's an attractive young woman. I'm sure she's 20. <laughs> well, they're, they're just hanging out, chilling, doing their, their Leonardo DiCaprio stuff on a boat. And they uh, hear an emergency call go out for a guy who fell off a cruise ship. There's a, a guy missing in the area who fell off a cruise ship. DiCaprio springs into action. He said, I'm going to help find this dude. Starts driving his uh, his really nice boat around. 
And wouldn't you know it, Leonardo DiCaprio is the dude who finds this guy who has been treading water Wow! for 11 hours. Holy cow. I could tread for five minutes. <laughs> 11 but hours? Just imagine this. You're, a, uh, you're an employee on a club med ship, okay? You get a little too drunk. You fall overboard. <laughs> you're sobering up as you tread water for 11 hours. And then you see something in the distance. Uh, it's a vessel. You start waving, help, help. And the, the boat gets closer and closer. A guy over the side <laughs> of the boat offers his hand. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Jack, you'd think you died. <laughs> Odds of, of that happening. This guy must have thought he had he had he had drowned. Oh, totally, and gone to heaven. <laughs> Leo and a hot a hot young model rescuing him. When Leo saw the guy, he threw him a door. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, alerted the Coast Guard, who came out and and rescued him. Yeah. <laughs> he grabbed his head. He said, "Never let go." Oh, I can't believe, can't believe that drunk club med employee falls off cruise ship, rescued yeah. by Leonardo DiCaprio on his yacht. It's the best case scenario. It like really you could is. be picked up by a crab boat, and you, you know, have to sit downstairs with all the crabs. It's a spectrum. You know, worst case scenario, eaten by a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best case scenario, Leonardo DiCaprio on his yacht, on his model yacht. <laughs> Jim thinks that 10 cents for a deposit on a beer bottle is too low. You think they should raise it to at least 20 cents, Jim? Yeah. Motivate people to bring their bottles back. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning up after a party and and you couldn't, uh, you couldn't bring yourself to take the bottles back. You just threw them all in the recycling because... Ten cents per bottle wasn't enough for old money bags over here. It wasn't worth driving ten <laughs> minutes to the beer store, grabbing cardboard boxes, and driving back to fill two cases to just return them again. Yeah, well, you should have. You could have put them in bags. What? Your system. You think I just got tough burlap sacks sticking around the house. You, you garbage bags, man. It's not rocket science. I use diaper uh, boxes. <laughs> and you do look a little trashy when you're bringing all your empties back in diaper boxes, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> you, know, you get some looks as you're walking. You're like, oh, yeah. Father of the year over there. <laughs> My kid's thirsty. What could I say? So do you think that uh, the deposit on a beer bottle should be more than 10 cents? Should they raise it for inflation? Go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. Hey, never buy bottles. I'll tell you why. I, I know a guy. I'm not going to say any names. But, but a case of bush, gets, gets through a couple of them, gets into his third or fourth beer, sipping it and feels something on his lip. Oh, no. Reaches inside the bottle. There's a gram of Coke in a bag in the bottle of his bush beer. Well, for some people, this is a, a, an incentive to buy <laughs> bottles. Yeah, it's better than those little mini Stanley Cups. He, he, docu- <laughs> he documents it all, sends it sends it to Labatt or whatever. 
So he's uh, he ends up getting, I don't know, 50 cases of beer from them he, to, to not go through a lawsuit and all this kind of NASCAR swag and all this bullcrap. So, <laughs> of course, there's NASCAR I, swag. I, I don't know what the, the negative of this story is, is coming in here. This sounds awesome. <laughs> what do you think happened? So does somebody who was having a party and it emptied, ended up in an empty and then did the recycling process missed it, or a guy working there it fell out of his, like, chest pocket or something like that while they were bottling. <laughs> yeah. Or one of his buddies didn't tell him he was on coke and dropped it in there accidentally and he found it. There, You know, there's other horror stories of condoms and this and that. Okay, but what do you think about the 10 cent recycling uh, <laughs> charge for the bottles? Do you think 10 cents is enough? You make it up in a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hi, I'm calling about the beer store return. Yeah, Jim thinks uh, you should get more than 10 cents back for a bottle. What do you think? Well, I used to work at the beer store, and I can tell you that the returns are our least favorite part of working at the beer store. So I can tell people, by your faces when I bring them in. Yeah. Like, I used to work there, and I still throw mine in the recycling bin. Because you don't want to subject the employees at the beer store to having to sort through those things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't feel bad for you guys at all. <laughs> you're, also, you're pretty well taken care of at the beer store. That is true. That is true. But if you put the price up to 20 cents, they'd be charging you 20 cents more per bottle. When I you know. But it's, you're still getting so it, it back. Like, it's, it's no different than paying $1.40 up front. I think, Jim, this is, your argument should be they need to lower the price of beer and keep the 10 cents per bottle return deposit. They need to exactly. keep that the same. Well, yeah. are, are people now bringing beer uh, bottles back less than they were 10 years ago when 10 cents was more money? That's what I, I, I don't know, know what the study that. would need to figure that out, but like that's what I want to know. Five bucks. So you're saying five bucks per case of beer. You'd be okay with paying that up front because you feel it would motivate you to return the bottles. 480. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a uh, story out of Israel. 19-year-old American was uh, doing some traveling over in Israel, and they made a stop. He was on a bus. They made a stop. He's like, I need to grab something out of my bag. So he crawled into the luggage compartment underneath the bus while they were pulled over to, to get his bag. Driver walked by, noticed that the luggage thing was open, closed it. Oh, got back on the bus and started driving away. <laughs> now, this tourist underneath the bus in the luggage compartment had their cell phone with them and decided to uh, to call 911. I'm on the 947 bus. I just left El Al Junction, and I went to get my suitcase from under the thing, and the door closed, and he's driving away, and I'm underneath the bus. I went to get my suitcase under the bus, and I'm stuck under the bus. Wait, you were stuck under the bus? Ten, ten. Okay, so that I'm very scared. Don't worry, I'm sending police right now. <laughs> wow! In the little cold compartment underneath. Yeah. Wow, that's I don't, crazy. I don't know how cold you'd be in Israel? Well, maybe but. not, but that's all I can picture in Canada on on that little that thing. It would be dark. Yeah, that's for sure. I wouldn't even know what number to call it is. Like, I'm sure it's not nine one one. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do, who to call. Yeah. Hopefully you get some reception down there. Four, and then is it 411 for information to ask <laughs> who to call? I don't know. Hi, what's your number for 911? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is police stopped the bus about 20 minutes later 
and they let the uh, the tourist out from underneath the the vehicle. Wow. The thing is, I've been on Greyhounds on long trips before. I think I'd prefer the luggage compartment. Sometimes, depending who you're stuck sitting next to, huh? <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of a story. This is a true story. I'm going to leave names out of it, okay? Oh, awesome. It was, I think it was a trip to a hockey game or a football game down in Detroit. A bunch of people uh, I know were on the bus and uh, pulled over on the side of the 401 because on the way back, as you can imagine, everybody uh, has to pee a little more than normal. So they pull over on the 401 to pee and uh, everyone does their thing, start driving away. A couple minutes later, we see the... Uh, the driver of the bus on the phone. He's like, oh boy, pulls over the, the, the bus. Guy gets on the bus. Well, how the heck did that happen? One of the dudes was still peeing. The bus started pulling away. He ran and jumped onto the back of the bus. <laughs> he jumped onto wow. the back, the little uh, bumper ledge on the back of the bus. This yeah. is on the 401. Bus Holy is going 100 crap. kilometers an hour. He's holding on with one hand and somehow managed, because everyone had the phone number for the bus driver in case there was an issue at the game, somehow managed to call the bus driver and told him to pull over. Oh, my God. I wish that was recorded to hear what it would say. Like, hey, Steve, how's it going? How's the drive? Would you mind pulling over for a second? I'm just clinging to the back. How dangerous is that, though? The most dangerous. <laughs> it's a terrible decision to make. Wow. Like, stay where you are and say, dude, you got to loop back around and pick me up. What would you even hang on to with one hand? There was something, and that's a true story. <sighs> I'm not going to... The people who are on the bus, they know who they are, but I'm not going to give any names. Oh, my God. And to be a vehicle following that bus. <laughs> Seeing a guy <laughs> on the phone hanging on to the back of a bus? It's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did we do before cell phones? Huh? <laughs> Knock on windows. <laughs> Bass in your face. Josh, uh, you are playing the game. This is our first time doing it. Uh, Guitar World magazine has come out with a list of the 40 top bass lines of all time. We have chosen some of the bass lines from the top 10, and we're going to play them for you. There's five bass lines we've got lined up for you. If you can uh, get three out of five, we're going to give you a prize, okay? Sounds good to me. Let's start off with this. We're going to get going easy here for you, Josh. You're welcome. Here's <laughs> bass line number one. Mm. I wonder. Another one bites the dust, my queen. Another one bites the dust is correct. Nice. Baseline number two. Come together. Bye. By the Beatles. And one and one. Miss that one for a sec. Got to be good looking. Cause it's so hard to see. There's two. Okay, Wait. you're doing good here. Bass in your face. You may, uh, you got this one right, and you are going to be the ace of bass in your face. <laughs> here we go. Bass line number three. Uh, uh, 
definitely the hardest one. Do you have uh, a guess, Josh, or are you? No, not for this one. Wow. Ramble on, Led Zeppelin. Good baseline. I never would have I never would have picked that out. No. Nicely done though. Let's see if you I think Josh, you gotta get this. Here we go. Money by Pink Floyd. Money by Pink Floyd. Yeah, baby. Okay, that's good for the win. Congratulations. You are the ace of base in your face. But uh, here, let's play the, the final one we had lined up for you is actually number one on Guitar World's greatest bass lines of all time. See if you guys can identify this one here. Classic. You know what? Rapper's Delight. No, I said hip hop, hip a dip a dip a dip a hip hip hop, and you don't stop a rocket to the bang bang boogie set up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Now, now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. That's uh, as far as we're gonna go. Everyone right? over to a friend's house to eat, and the food just ain't no good. <laughs> I love that verse. Guys, it's it, it's uh, rappers delight sampled this song. Okay, okay what's the original? Good Times by Sheik. The greatest bass line of all time, according to Guitar World magazine. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.